Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And not just how to make money, but also how to improve yourself in every area, your mind, your spirit, your relationships, your body. Uh, so we like to teach a very holistic approach of travel and entrepreneurship. And uh, speaking of a holistic approach, uh, this particular episode, we're going to be talking all about the brain, the mind. And even though we've done like 500 plus episodes, we haven't focused on this topic as much as we could. I mean, we definitely talk about mindset and having a positive uh, mental attitude and, uh, you know, like uh, having the shift around travel is important and you can make money while you're traveling. But we haven't talked too much about this whole area of like um, how to improve your brain in terms of memory and visualization and imagination and creativity. So I'm super excited to get an expert here on the topic who's going to be sharing all about how you can create your own Da Vinci mind. Yes, that's right creating your own Da Vinci mind. And if you're wondering, what is a Da Vinci mind? You're about to find out. Our guest today is the creator of the Da Vinci mind system. His name is Kenneth, Kenneth Aronson. And he has created an amazing website called davincimind.net. And he has a great program all about teaching people about developing, organizing, and improving your learning. And who here doesn't want to get better at thinking and learning and being creative? So I'm super excited to learn for myself and, of course, to everyone who's listening and watching there. Uh, Kenneth, how are you doing today, my friend? Hi, Ricky. I'm doing amazing. How are you doing? It's great to be on here, by the way. Thank you. It's great to have you on, and I'm doing amazing as well. Uh, so, Kenneth, to start off with, one of the things we like to do is not just read a traditional bio. We want to really get to know our guest stories. So you have a story. I have a story. We all have stories. So why don't we share? Why don't you share? Your story of your background, where did you grow up, how did you get into business, and what made you create this whole uh, Da Vinci Mind system? Okay, yeah, I can, I can totally do that. It's a bit of a, a loaded question, so I'll try to answer it as best as I can. But I would say that, you know, with this, with this idea I had with Da Vinci Mind and my training system and, and improving my brain and everyone else's, it all started, I would say, when I was younger. And like everyone else around there, everyone else in the world, when you're young, around the, the age of probably four to six years old, maybe even three years old, everyone is naturally curious. And it was the same for me. So I remember always playing outside and just letting my imagination go wild. And one of the things I specifically rem remembered loving to do about the world is learning about the world. So specifically, I remember always loving, you know, just digging around in the dirt looking for rocks and minerals and, and crystals and things like that. You know, that seems a little weird for a kid, but, you know, I don't know, for some reason when I was younger, I just, I just always enjoyed that. And I remember one of these summers, it was in my neighbor's yard and, and you know, everyone around the, the little block was friends. So we spent the whole, the, the whole summer digging out this huge rock in the ground. And, you know, it was kind of just, it, it was kind of like we were little treasure hunters. And, you know, while doing this, I specifically remember loved learning about, you know, all the minerals and the crystals and, and just letting my imagination go wild. And that's something important to remember because as with so many other people in the world, as I got older and went through the educational system where you're taught how to learn and you're taught how to learn by rote, you know, this natural curiosity and love for learning, it started to disappear. And as I got older, it, it seemed to go further and further away. So my creativity started to, it started to go out the window and, you know, my natural learning abilities, my natural love for learning, 
you know, that got further and further away as well. And I think it all came to a head when I, when I started to get into, into late high school and college. And, you know, it started to get so bad that I was becoming increasingly disinterested in the learning process. For instance, when I was, when I was in college lectures and, you know, sometimes they're not the most interesting, you know, so some professors are better than others, but, you know, there are always those ones that, you know, you, you can't help but fall asleep. But the thing is, like in past years, that never seemed to happen. And, you know, it was unfortunate because I think that the learning process for people should be enjoyable. And so, you know, just by kind of coincidence one day, I don't know if it was by coincidence or design, but it was during one of my breaks from university. It was just uh, probably, it was probably last year. And I just happened to be watching a documentary about the human brain. And some of the things I saw on there, they were amazing feats by seemingly normal people. And they started to talk about the, the enormous capabilities of the human brain. So I can do, you know, long calculations just in your brain. And, you know, savants will draw out entire cities just by looking at them once. So I had the thought that, you know, if people, seemingly normal people are capable of this, if your subconscious mind is capable of these extraordinary tasks, then I must be missing something here. And everyone else must also probably be missing something as well. Because with this enormous potential, and one of the ideas that I found is that, you know, the human brain, we haven't nearly reached what its potential is. And I really started the research into this idea. And I, and I came upon the idea that was important to me called neuroplasticity. And this is the idea that over time with the habits that you have and your thinking patterns, you can actually rewire your brain. So you can create, you know, stronger neural connections. You can improve your memory and your creativity. But it all depends on the thinking patterns and the habits that you have. So you have bad habits, it's going to get worse. You have good habits, it's going to get better. And this is where it all started with. So what I did is, you know, I just kept researching and reading more about you know how to improve your memory and your creativity and ultimately the most important thing that i did was i applied that knowledge because just absorbing the information and the knowledge is only you know potential value for your life you got to take action as well and that's what was important for me and what i think has you know made it successful so far so i kept testing these and you know at first i'll be honest you know it wasn't an immediate success i still wasn't seeing all the changes that i wanted but eventually i did start to see a real change and now i want to now I really want to find ways to make that change for other people because, you know, after practicing these exercises and doing a lot of research, you know, I seem to kind of dis rediscover my creativity again. And this was important because, you know, as a child, it gave me so much enjoyment. And I found that to happen again as I got older. But what I think is the most important part is I really started to love the learning process again. So ultimately, these are the things I want to do for other people. So it's not just about improving your memory. I think that's just a small part of a bigger picture that I want to help people with, which is understand your own brain, how to use it better, and how to enjoy the learning process while being more creative. So, you know, that pretty much led me to where I am today. So now I created a training system called the Da Vinci Mind Training System. And it's, it's kind of analogous to a training system that a bodybuilder might go through where they're going to build muscle, they're going to get stronger. And it's kind of doing that same thing for your brain. So ultimately, you know, that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been passionate about. And that's what I want to keep doing. Love it. Uh, thank you for sharing the backstory. It's always great to learn a little bit more about 
um, the reason why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, Simon Sinek puts it really well. Start with why. Uh, so that's what we did. You start with why you did it and uh, why you are doing it, why you'll continue to do so. So let's get into the actual Da Vinci mind. Um, so why Da Vinci and what is the Da Vinci mind training system? Okay, so I thought that Da Vinci, I spent a lot of time trying to think about, you know, what would be a good brand name for my business and everything that I'm doing. And I thought about, you know, who would be a good role model for me? Well, one of my favorite role models that I've, you know, always looked up to that I thought would be great for this is Leonardo da Vinci. So why did I pick Leonardo da Vinci? I think it's important to realize that Leonardo da Vinci accomplished all that he did not because of he was born as a super genius or something like that, but because he spent his entire life learning. And most importantly, he loved the learning process. So that's what I want to teach people to do, to love the learning process and to also understand that Leonardo da Vinci spent his life always improving his brain by using various you know, techniques. Maybe he didn't specifically mean to improve his brain through training, but we can use some of the techniques that he was you know, kind of passionate about that he applied, you know, specifically in his notebooks that he practiced when he made observations of nature. So I thought that he would be a great role model for the Da Vinci Mind training system and everything that I'm putting out there because his natural curiosity and his love for learning would be great. So what I did is I really wanted to take some of his principles and turning it, turn it into a, a training system that people can use. And uh, the difference between this and a lot of other things out there is you know, it's just, it's not just about memory improvement. You know, that's a part of it, mainly because, you know, a lot of the memory techniques, they're great mental exercise, because the key with making a real change in your brain is to interrupt your thought patterns. If you're always thinking in the same way, if you're always trying to solve problems in the same way, or learn in the same way, you're not going to make an improvement, you're not going to make a difference. The real key is to interrupt those patterns and make new thought patterns. So one of the important parts of the Da Vinci Mind training system is it's a step-by-step -step approach. So there's six phases that you go through and each phase builds upon the last so that over time you make a real change. And the whole goal with the training system is to give you the tools to keep improving your mind and to start enjoying the learning process. Because, you know, I found that when you're, when you're taught to learn by rote, the problem is, you know, you're using a tiny amount of brain power naturally. And the, the whole key, I use what's called whole brain learning. So the, the whole goal is to use as much brain power as possible, as opposed to all little, because when you're learning by rote, you're just using your phonological loop. You're just learning by, you know, auditory sounds. And for, you know, 90% of people, this isn't most effective. And you'll find, you know, like you'll walk into any university lecture hall, like I'll walk into lecture halls next semester and, you know, everyone's asleep. So, you know, there's a problem, you know, that just, you know, listening by rote, it doesn't work. What you got to do, you got to start using your brain. You know, when you're just listening to them, you're not really using your brain. You know, you might think you are because you're listening to them, but you got to think about what you're learning. So try to associate the new information to what you already know. And it would probably be, be best if you can associate it to other things in the class. Because when you can start, you know, kind of associating all the information together, you're organizing it, and you're really learning a lot faster. So that's something very important for the training system. But you know, in conclusion, the, the training system is it's just like a bodybuilding system. It takes time, it takes self-discipline, it takes effort. And you know, as you do the exercises, you gotta have the proper form. 
you got to feed your brain what it wants to, to grow and, you know, work as it was meant to. And I think that over time, I just want to teach people how to use more brain power for the things that they're learning. And then, you know, by using more brain power, your brain becomes more engaged and it'll hopefully release more dopamine. And that means you'll get more enjoyment out of the learning process. Awesome. So you've created an amazing six step uh, process. Uh, let's do an overview first before we go into like the nitty gritty and, uh, you know, give some uh, specific strategies for all of the for our listeners and viewers. Give us an overview of your six phases, your six steps. Okay. Yeah, totally. So the first step, it starts with visualization and creativity because, you know, as I just talked about the, the whole idea is, you know, it's whole brain learning. So you have all these different parts of your brain working at once, but the key is you got to connect all of these. You know, if all these thoughts are just kind of out there floating, you know, it, it helps a little bit, but it's not as effective. <clears throat> and you got to figure out how do you connect all these thought patterns? How do you do that? You do that with creativity and visualization. So picture this, you can make a visualization and you can incorporate sounds, you can incorporate smells, you can incorporate emotion logic. So it's a great way to connect all of these. And then you involve creativity in your visualizations. So after, you know, finding some tools to start improving this part of your mind, then we move into what I call information translation. So you can probably attest to the fact that not all information types are created equal specifically for you. Maybe you have trouble remembering locations or numbers or smells. So I really want to show you that, you know, everyone has these groups of information that are difficult to memorize, but you can turn these types of information into what does work for you. So it's a little bit different for everyone, but typically people remember visualizations, images, colors, smells, and locations best. So if you can incorporate new information that's typically not memorable into these types, it becomes much more powerful. For instance, most people have a lot of difficulty remembering numbers. So you can use a system called a major system to actually turn these into visualizations. Then you can associate these visualizations with you know, emotions or logic or smells or all these different senses that really accelerate the learning process. So, you know, if you want to memorize your credit card number, the key is to not just think about the number, you know, you want to interrupt those patterns. So turn it into a visualization. Then it's a lot easier to associate that visualization with all of your other senses. So you have the visual picture now. Now you can think about what does it smell like? What does it feel like? What emotions does it make me feel, for instance? And, a, and then what logic can I incorporate into it? The key with this is to just you know, start using all parts of your brain. So after you learn about information translation, we get into the third phase of the training system, which is where you start learning about information linking. And one of the most important parts of, it, of learning quickly, accelerating your learning, is to organize your thoughts. The more organized they become, the less likely it is to be deleted from your brain. So what you can do is you're, you're kind of turning the information, all the information you're learning into a story. Because what's one of the easiest things for, for people to focus on and remember? There's stories. A lot of people say there's a huge problem in the world of attention deficit disorder. You know, I disagree. I think there's just a misunderstanding because if you go to a movie theater, they have no problem. Most people, you know, there's always exceptions to every rule, but they go to a movie theater. They have the most attention and focus in humanity for two hours straight. Ask normal students to go to a lecture with that much focus for two hours, in five minutes, they're falling asleep. So the key is to start turning that information kind of into a movie in your mind, because it'll be easier to focus, it'll be easier to learn. And 
you know, I think that's one of the most beneficial things from this is to start turning into a movie because it's more enjoyable. You'll learn about, you know, how do you make these, these mental movies, these linkages effective? And that's something you're really going to get to practice because, you know, I haven't really mentioned this, but, you know, each part of the, the, the phases of the training system, they have specific exercises. So in each phase, you'll specifically practice the techniques that I think are most effective. So after learning about the stories, we move into the, into the fourth phase of the training system, which is where you practice the, the topic of association. So before we were creating visualizations and stories and linkages, but you know, for some people out there, as they go through this, you know, you wanna use specific visualizations that you already know of very well. Sometimes they'll choose generic ones that they, that they don't know that well. But by practicing association, if you use what you already know, and specifically what you already know very well, then you take it to the next level. And when you start practicing it, you'll find that this makes it easier to make, you know, stronger visualizations, stronger stories. So this is, this is just the idea of how you can improve your visualization techniques, how you can improve your, your, your overall learning and all the other techniques. Because, you know, as I said earlier, each step builds upon the previous. So you'll, you'll practice different types of association and I think you'll, you'll get some really powerful tools that will help you to learn any types of information quickly. For instance, in the, in the association section, you get, you get one exercise where you practice associating symbols. So abstract details. If you're, if you're walking around a room like this room, for instance, if I, if I just observe the details, typically they're, they're not memorable. I'm not naturally going to remember all the little details, but if you observe specific details and you form associations to them, like, I'm looking at that lamp, for instance, and I'm seeing some little waves on it. That kind of reminds me of kind of the, the slithering pattern of a snake. So when I make that association and specifically like a specific snake that I've seen before, that makes it more memorable. It's kind of like how Sherlock Holmes, how he remembers all the details in there. And he uses a, he uses, so he uses association, which is in this phase of the training system. But he also uses the memory palace technique, a geospatial technique, which is the next phase of the training system. The fifth phase of the training system is all about locations. And we talked about in the third step of, you know, linking and organizing, but there's another part of your brain that's even more organized. So the key is, you know, with, with geospatial navigation, you got to think about it. You know, you have all these different pieces of a location that you can associate information to. So if I look around this room, you know, there's a corner, there's a lamp, there's a desk, there's a shades, there's a window, all these locations I can put visualizations in so I can help myself to memorize the location. Because if you preserve the order of the information that you're learning it in, and you just put it along the path throughout whatever building you're going into, it really helps you to recall it later, because that's the key with this. When you make it more organized and you keep the logical order, when you want that information next time, it's going to be much easier to recall because, you know, in the past I've found that if I had to recall a fact and it's been a while since I've reviewed it, it can take a long time to bring it back. But by using this technique, you organize that information. And one of the important steps of learning is your recall. So you keep recalling the information because, you know, you got to make, if you want to make a long-term memory, you have to make sure that you're using that information. So there's two ways to do that. You either apply it in your life, with constant action, or you recall it, you review it. And that's the key. It's, it's not rote repetition. Rote repetition is just writing the, writing the word down, repeating it over and over again. But with this, you're repeating all the sensations that you created. 
And instead of taking, you know, a couple hundred repetitions to get into your long-term memory, now it might only take, you know, four to 10 repetitions, you know, depending on the person, it's different. Everyone's different. And the more trained you are typically, you know, the less it takes, but the key is you got to use spaced repetitions. So you learn it the first time, then you review it a few hours later, then a few days later, then a few weeks later. And this eliminates what's called the curve of forgetting. Because as time goes on, and if your memories aren't organized, they tend to disappear. Because the, the hippocampus is kind of like the cleaner of your brain. So it wants to keep your thoughts organized. So anything, anything that's not connected to other things in your mind, you know, it, it's going to kind of get rid of, you know, it's a little more complicated than that, of course, but, you know, <clears throat> for practical purposes, I don't think we need to go too in depth. But so yeah, the fifth phase of the training system is all about organizing it with the geospatial techniques. So you'll learn about techniques such as a memory palace, which is the most commonly used in, in for memory championships, for instance. And it just gives you, you know, an insight into how to use some of the thinking capabilities of your brain, specifically your, your navigational abilities to learn information. And then finally, we get to the sixth step of the Da Vinci Mind Training System. So my goal for this sixth step was to give you a couple more techniques to wrap everything together and also give you a, a powerful tool and methodology so that you can keep training your brain even after the training has ended. So you'll learn about mind mapping, which is a great way to take notes and a, a technique that I built upon that, which is called the mind tree. So that kind of takes the idea of mind mapping and puts it in your mind. So mind mapping, I, I don't know if any of you guys have heard of it, and I'll just explain it really quickly at, at a basic level for those who haven't heard of it before. Most people are taught to take notes in linear order. So you're kind of just writing them down the page. And like most things you're taught to do in school, this isn't the most effective way to take notes. Because, you know, when you look at it at a glance, if you don't immediately see the bigger picture, then for the brain, it's not going to really remember that. So with mind mapping, you kind of start with a central idea and then you about kind of like subheadings. So you see how the ideas are connected and you can associate different images and colors and, and things into your mind map. And so the mind tree, it just takes this and puts it in your mind because the, the structure of a mind map is very similar to a tree. And then finally, the system, the, the last thing that you're going to get to do is what's called personal experimentation. So it's you keep testing things for your mind and the, the goal is to give you this so you can keep practicing after the training system is ended so it's kind of like you become a scientific investigator of your own brain because the only one who can truly figure out and understand how your own brain works and how to use it most effectively is you so what i did is i created the methodology so you can keep testing new ideas keep iterating on them and keep learning from your own brain and so this accompanied with a couple of more ideas that I, that I provide after you finish a training system. It allows you to keep improving your mind and keep taking yourself to an untold heights because there are no limits for your brain. The only limits that, you, that you'll encounter are those that you place on yourself. So I really want to give you guys the tools and the understanding that you can take your brain as far as you want. How does that sound, Ricky? Hashtag mind blown. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Very, very comprehensive. I love the whole step-by-step um, -step process there. I love all the techniques you mentioned, like 
stories. I love the examples you gave, like, you know, movies. We remember movies so well <laughs> because they're stories and we identify with those stories and we can see ourselves in those stories. I love the uh, memory palace and, uh, you know, mind mapping, uh, mind tree, etc. So uh, we've gone through the, the overview. I'd love to get into some specific strategies, techniques, methodologies for our listeners and viewers. Uh, so they can start implementing right away. So okay, yeah. maybe you can teach us a specific strategy. You can pick uh, whether it's uh, memory palace or mind mapping, my tree, whatever you want to do. Uh, go ahead and pick one, and then we can demonstrate it. Okay, yeah, totally. So I think one of the the most powerful ones that you can start implementing immediately is one that was used by actually Leonardo da Vinci, and you know that's one of the things that inspired the training system. So I think that'd be a perfect example, and it's the, the principle of association. So the principle of association is what I talked about in the fourth step. So what you want to do is when you want to learn something or you make an observation that you just want to remember, what you need to do is you need to connect it to what you already know or what you see around it. So for instance, if I, if I take this apple right here, I have an apple in here that, that I just half eaten, but if you want to remember that apple being there, you know, you don't want to just see the apple. I know it sounds kind of abstract, but the key is you want new thinking patterns. So I see it on the desk. And now what I want to do is I want to start thinking about what other apples have I seen or eaten in my life. So think about the sensations. So what does an apple taste like? What's another apple that I've seen in my life? So maybe I'm remembering the, the apples on the, on the counter in my house or the apples at the store. I'm thinking about the color. So the key that I want to do now is I want to start taking the different sensations that I'm, that I'm seeing or feeling about the apple. So the red color, I want to remember the red color of this apple. So now I need to start making associations for the color red. So what does the color red make you think of? If you want to start making associations, the key is you really want to relax your mind. And one of the, the techniques that I really like to use is called velvety smooth breathing. So that's where you breathe three seconds in then three seconds out and you keep doing that. And the key is to have no pause in between. And this really relaxes your mind. And this makes it easy to create associations, which is the optimum place for learning. <clears throat> so when I think of the red color, now I'm thinking about fire trucks and fire hydrants and kind of a, a red sky. So the, you know, the sky isn't red, but I've seen red skies in movies or, or maybe the sunset. And then, I'm thinking about more red apples and, and, a, and maybe a red ball. So just making these associations of, you know, particularly what you have seen in your life. You don't want to think about what other people have done. And then when you make these associations, think about how all of them make you feel with all your senses. So I'm thinking about what is the metallic structure of a fire truck feel like? What does it smell like? And then you want to incorporate your, your, your logic and your emotion. So you want to incorporate all your thinking capabilities. So maybe the fire truck makes me feel anxious because there's a fire somewhere. And then logically, I know that there's a fire truck there because there's a fire somewhere, or maybe they're just running a drill or they're going to a school, for instance. And let me go ahead and give you guys a few more examples. So I have this coffee mug right here. So if you want to remember this coffee mug, I'll go ahead and keep it right here. What you want to do is, so you see the words ho, ho, ho right here. Well, let's remember, let's try to remember that the words ho, ho, ho are on this coffee mug. So I think this is a simple association because <clears throat> ho, 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 that's Santa Claus. So the first association you make to this coffee mug is you think about Santa Claus. And maybe you could picture Santa Claus 
holding this specific coffee mug. I know I don't look like Santa Claus, but you probably get the picture. You just see him holding the coffee mug. And then what other details are on here? I see some little candy canes on here. So for those of you who have had candy canes out there, think about what is the taste of a candy cane? What does it look like? And what does it smell like? And then, you know, maybe you can think about other coffee mugs that you've also had in your life. And you can do this with pretty much anything in life. And then, you know, for, for some things that can become a little more abstract. So for numbers, for instance, you know, remembering the number 33, specifically that number might be a little difficult for some people. I mean, you know, if you've seen the number before, if you have a specific memory, you know, that's great, but you don't always have that. So what you can do is you can use a system like the major system to turn that into a visualization. So the number 33, for instance, can be turned into the word mom, which I turn into a visualization. So making associations for the word mom is very easy because for me, I'm thinking about my mother and bringing up some memories for it. And you can do this for any other details in the world. So when I was talking about the phases of the system, I talked about the shape of the lamp that I see in front of me, remembering me of the shape of a snake. And you can do this for any minor details that you have. And once you create a new habit of this over time, it starts to become automatic. So you don't really need to think about it as much anymore. But the key to reach this level is you have to be constantly applying it. You have to take constant action and you'll get better and better at it as time goes on. So I think association, like if you start applying it today, over time, you'll definitely see a massive benefit. And, you know, something else that I found that was very interesting is my, my girlfriend's brother, one of his friends, she, she makes a lot of puns. She, she makes a ton of puns. So she's, but the way she does it is interesting. So she looks around her at the world and she starts connecting the ideas together to form a whole bunch of puns. And this is practicing association. And it's a great way to exercise your brain and improve your learning speed. So if you want to get better at learning, just start making more associations for what you learn. So if I'm, if I'm in a class and the professor's talking, and maybe I'm not particularly interested in it, but if I start making associations to what he's saying, to what I already know, it becomes a lot easier to focus and remember what he's saying. Does that make sense, Ricky? Totally, totally, totally. We've all been to lectures and uh, we've all been students at some point <laughs> listening to a boring <laughs> professor. And I, I love your example of, you know, even when you're taking notes, if you do a mind mapping, you know, people do doodling, uh, but they're doodling randomly. But if you take, turn the doodling into actually note taking and fuse it together, you can actually remember better and, of course, associate it with something uh, that's important to you and valuable to you and something that will cause you to remember. So I love uh, that association technique uh, you've uh, shared with us. Uh, let's go to the memory palace too because a lot of people probably don't know what that is so i don't want to pe leave people hanging uh so maybe you could explain what is a memory palace and again uh, let's do the act activity and uh, make it highly practical for all of our listeners and viewers here okay yeah totally i'll do that right now so what i want to do is you know if i want to make a memory palace for instance i can use this room with me right now so if you look behind me you can see the corner over there you can see the other corner over there. And what you wanna do for a memory palace is first you wanna think of a location. So we're thinking of the room, the corners and all the things in here. And you wanna pick specific points. So those two corners, and those are gonna be called your, your stations. That's where you're gonna put information. So once you figure that out, typically what I find best and most effective is to take the room and draw in a notebook, and then label the stations and make numbers for them. 
Now, once you have the locations, <clears throat> you're going to use the idea of association and visualization to turn whatever information that you want to learn into a visualization, a picture, and then you picture the location in your mind. You picture yourself standing there and you're seeing the image and you kind of turn it into a story. So maybe you see like a red hot stove, you touch it and it burns your hand. So earlier I talked about the number 33 and then I turned that into the word mom. So if I want to remember this number, what I do is I think about the corner over there and I'm picturing it in my mind and I'm making it big so I can see it. And I'm picturing my mother sitting right there. And now I'm associating any, any images. So maybe I walk into the room and to remember this, I just see myself walking in there. I see my mom in the corner and she starts yelling at me. So incorporating emotions, things like that is great. And let's think of something else that we want to remember there. So maybe we'll bring back this coffee mug. You want to remember the coffee mug that you see for some reason. I don't know. I don't know if you'd want to remember a coffee mug, but for, for the next one, I'll give a more practical example. This is just to demonstrate it. So we want to remember the details of the coffee mug. So you remember Santa Claus, ho, 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 and the candy cane. So picture Santa Claus with a big candy cane in his hand in that corner with the coffee mug in his hand. So I walk over to him. I picture myself walking over to him and he spills the coffee all over himself. So emotionally now I'm going to think about, you know, if that was me, how, was that, how would I feel? I'd be kind of annoyed. I'd be kind of mad. And then, you know, maybe when I'm walking in there, just to add a little more emotion or, or fun to it. Now he starts trying to chase me out of the room since I caused him to spill his coffee. Now let's take something a little more, a little more advanced. So if you're in school chemistry, for instance, you'll learn about amino acids. So let's think about, you know, how would you remember something like that? Something a little more abstract. So what you want to do, you want to first take the first word amino. What does that remind you of? Sometimes it's a little hard to come up with something, but you can break the words up. And you got to use your creativity to come up with a visualization you can make. So for me, I think of a mine, a mine, amino. It's just an association that's going to remind me of it. So I picture like kind of a coal mine and then acid. I see a specific beaker of acid that I've seen in my life. And I picture it coming crashing down into the mine. And now I want to put this in a location to organize the information. So in our memory palace, you know, you know, mom is over there. And then Santa Claus is over there. So we got to think of another location to put this. So let's go to the lamp. Let's go to the lamp. The lamp is over there, actually. So we want to think about the key with the memory palace is to just choose a couple different locations. And you want to preserve the order of the information and the order of the stations in the location. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to picture that lamp. And instead of the lamp being there, I'm going to kind of delete it and just use the dresser. Because typically, I think, Dressers work better for me. Everyone's different, but I'm going to picture the, the mine on there, a mine. So I'm seeing the coal mine. I'm feeling the sensations. And then, you know, I just walk into the room. I'm like, why is there a mine there on the table? That's weird. Then it gets a little weirder. Now there's a giant beaker of acid coming to smash down on there. So, you know, over there, I'm seeing Santa Claus. And, and before I go see him, I'm walking past the beds. And I'm seeing the mine there and the amino acid. And then, you know, if there's any more information you, you need to remember about amino acids, you just put more details into there. And this is a, a palette, a, a technique that's great for learning long sequences of information, particularly if you're in something such as organic chemistry or any of the sciences. It's great for quickly learning that information. And one of the problems for 
for college and university students is as you go through the courses, after you take the exam or the semester ends, a lot of the information seems to disappear. But using a technique like this, so you can organize the information, it makes it way easier to remember it. It's all about organization. And the memory palace technique helps you to organize it. So, you know, in conclusion, if you want to start practicing memory palaces, the first step is to think of the location. And, and then you just close your eyes and you imagine yourself navigating around it and you choose some locations to put information. Then you want to take out a notebook and draw it and then label the stations. And then what I like to do is below the memory palace, I write out the numbers for each station. And then whatever I want to remember, I, I write in there because, you know, writing it is a good way to, you know, make it a little more memorable. And then you could always draw a picture for it or something, you know, as you're, as you're first getting started, drawing the pictures can be a great way to really accelerate your understanding. Do you think that's a good enough explanation, Ricky, or do you have any questions? That was rock solid. Uh, you know, I can even picture right now and uh, I can remember the Santa Claus pulling the coffee, the mom, <laughs> 33, I think of Patrick Waugh, Amino, the mine, I think of like a maybe anime, right? So like whatever works for you, like in terms of like those techniques and associations and you said the detail. And for me, I was just listening, but if I was taking notes and drawing pictures, whatever you said to me would be even more concrete, but just because you were able to uh, tell the story as well, you talked about storytelling, the associations, you have incorporated all of those techniques into that one example. So that was awesome. I want to uh, ask for one more strategy in terms of, especially for travelers, because of course, uh, you know, as digital nomads travelers, we travel a lot. And I find um, that I visit so many places like different lakes, different mountains, different cities, and I forget. I forget the name of the hotel. I forget the name of the lake. I was like, I went to a great lake in Switzerland. Oh, what lake was that? Uh, I went to a great mountain in Peru. What mountain was that, right? So maybe you can give us some, uh, you know, like uh, examples of how us travelers can remember, you know, cities, hotels, uh, sightseeing attractions, lakes, mountains, rivers, those things that most of us forget. Okay, yeah, totally. I, I really love that question because that's something that I've been kind of trying to practice a little bit in the past year. And there's two steps for it. The first one is you want to try to be more mindful and observant about the surroundings. For instance, I practiced this idea when I used to take walks every day in the summer, either in the woods or along trails in the path. And I, and I figured that if you want to make locations more memorable and stick out more in your mind, start observing the details and really exaggerate them in your mind. So if I'm walking along the path and I see a tree or something, I can maybe imagine that tree getting up and flying off into space like a rocket ship or it starts dancing around. And this principle of exaggeration, it really kind of incorporates the left side of your brain because you know it's a tree, you know it's sitting there, it's logical, and then the right side of your brain. So it's, you know, you're seeing the, the animations, the color, the sounds, all these different things. So you can use that for locations that you see. So if you're observing a lake and some mountains in the background. When you see the mountains, maybe you can imagine something crazy happening. And that's the first step. Now you want to remember the logical information, so the name. And the key for doing something like this is you want to use what's called information translation. So there are certain types of information that are memorable for your brain. And typically for, for you and me, it's, it's visualizations, it's images. So if you can think of you know using the principle of association, you turn the name into something highly memorable. So like the, the Black Rock Lake, that's pretty easy. You know, I just picture a giant black rock falling into the lake. So you, you, turn, the, you turn the name into something that's tangible for you. And I, I guess we'll do, you know, a, a really 
more abstract example. So let's say the Tuscarawas River. So how could we do that? That's a little more abstract. Now I'll give you guys a demonstration on how to do this. So I'm going to say Tusk Aurora us so kind of like a tusk roaring at us it's right. kind of weird but <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you can do stuff like that that you can make it funny and you know the more practice you get the easier it gets like my training system you do a lot of that you get a lot of practice so all i do is i picture a giant elephant tusk and for some reason it has a mouth and i just see it kind of roaring at us and you know i'm, I'm feeling a giant shock wave of the sound in the air and you can do this for, you know, any name out there. It just takes a little bit of creativity. That's why it all starts with creativity because to turn this abstract information, you got to be creative and everyone is, has the ability to be creative. The key is you just got to train it and use it. So I see the tusk roaring at us and then, you know, well, it all starts with observing the details. So I'm seeing the rushing water and, you know, maybe I'm, I'm blowing up the sound or just making it go crazy in my mind. Then I see the tusk roaring at us. So now I have an image for the name. And the final step is we're going to use the memory palace technique. So I'm going to think, I'm going to think about the location and then I see the location and I put the image in there. So you see how we're tying everything together. That's exactly what you want to do. There you go. Next time I go to a place, I'm in the Philippines traveling around. I'm actually leaving on a trip next week to the Southern Philippines, middle Southern Philippines. I'm going to be using that technique so thank you my friend kenneth uh definitely very good out. you have to let me know how it goes i will i will so uh any final closing tips for our audience you've shared a lot already uh you know very practical very tangible ways that people can get better memory do you want to give any final closing thoughts in terms of the whole memory uh mind uh the brain conundrum oh yeah so there's if i could only leave you with one thing this would be it the the future the future of your brain, the future of your life, it's all molded by the actions that you take. And the actions that you take are dependent on the habits that you have. So if you can create new habits of new thinking patterns, and you can keep those over time, as time goes on, you're going to make a really massive change to your mind. So a lot of the techniques, specifically the technique of association, if you can start practicing that every single day, little by little, you're going to start making massive changes. And it's all about being disciplined and practice. So just stay focused. You could always keep a journal or something. That's what I like to do. It helps me to stay motivated and organize your thoughts. So just keep good habits, keep practicing and train your mind. You know, you got to be like a bodybuilder for your mind. If you want a stronger mind, you want to reach your full potential, you got to start training and using it. Yeah, it's very much how we teach in the digital man mastery system too. We teach about like living life by design instead of default, right? The the default is like, oh, okay, live in the suburbs, go to school, get a job, get married, have kids, retire, and then travel. So we like try to shift the mindset saying, okay, let's live life by design. So it's like, uh, you know, you're training your mind to be operating by design instead of default. The default is just, you know, you said the road to memorization, the way we were learning in school. So this is like retraining, reprogramming and uh, reimagining how your mind works and reorganizing it. So I love it. Uh, so for people who are listening, watching, who want to get more help, uh, you do coaching, consulting, you do your uh, courses, you have the whole system. How can people connect and find out more? And of course, get your system as well. Okay. Yeah, of course. So, you know, for people out there who are interested in, you know, taking your mind to the next level, you know, I think it's important to do. I do have, you know, a lot of material out there. So I have my podcast, the Da Vinci Mindset Podcast. And then if you want to find out more about me and my training system, you can go to davincimind.net. And, you know, if you're not ready to make that commitment or you just want to get started right now, 
I did create a free package that you can get right now. So it includes, you know, a free course, some training tips, and, and a couple of exercises that can help you to get started and figure out, you know, is this training for me? Because not everyone has that self-discipline and, you know, the drive to, to reach a higher potential or, or be their best. So you can easily figure out if you like the training process, if you like what I have to offer, and if it works for you. So if you want this free package, you can just go to www.davincimind.net slash package. And in this package, you'll get a free couple of tips, some courses, and just, you know, a nice tool to help you get started. There you go. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. And make sure you check out uh, Kenneth's YouTube channel. He has some great um, strategies and great techniques. Uh, it's very similar to the ones that we've done today on the podcast, but a lot more different types of techniques. And uh, uh, they go into much more detail as well. So I encourage you guys to subscribe to his channel, check out his videos, and of course, the podcast interviews. I'm actually a guest in one of the episodes as well. So the link below. And, uh, you know, follow him on social media and grab a copy of the free. Uh, training and of course uh, he has a paid version of the uh, like a longer more in-depth like the whole six phases he's been talking about and of course he can do some coaching on you in terms of getting your mind trained to the next level so kenneth uh, thank you so much for coming on to the show it's a joy a pleasure and an honor thank you for having me on ricky i, I really do appreciate the opportunity it, it was great to talk to you today and you know i'll, I'll have to come on again sometime it, it was great to talk to your audience and hopefully provide them something of value so thank you yeah, we'd love to have uh, you return and sh share into much deeper. So for the people listening, let us know what area of today's podcast was most valuable, which area do you want Kenneth to come back on and do a deeper dive into. And uh, based on your feedback, we'll bring you back. Uh, so thanks, Kenneth, again, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you so much, Ricky. And thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode, a very enlightening one and a very uh, practical one as well. So highly recommend checking out Kenneth's resources. If you're interested in being a digital nomad, of course, check out our resources as well. We're at digitalnomadmastery.com and subscribe to our podcast to get future episodes as we train people to become digital nomads and make money, improve your memory, and travel the world.